Coming up next on Inside Golf Podcast, Scottish Open picks, predictions, banter with uh, Ryan Baroff of the Golflandia Podcast. Great episode today. We got the audio fixed. I know there were audio issues on my Sunday podcast. Thank you for all the messages. I deeply apologize for that. Been traveling a bunch, uh, and I had to reset some of the settings on my sound mixer and I botched it. Uh, but it's fixed now. I figured out the problem, I think. Uh, before we bring on Ryan, we are presented as always by rickrungoods.com. All the stats and tools that I'll be referencing on the podcast can be found at rickrungoods.com. I did a full deep dive into the Renaissance Club. If you want some more info on that course, uh, if you want to ask me any questions about plays or weather or life, I guess, the best place to do so is in that Rick Run Good Slack channel. So sign up today using promo code Andy. That's the important part. And we'd love to have you as part of the team. All right. Let's talk to Baroff. All right. Ryan Baroff is here. Golflandia podcast. You know, Ryan, I've never played in a Ryder Cup, but I can't imagine <laughs> podcasting with you is all that different. It is, uh, it is great to have you here, my friend. I appreciate being back and uh, always here for some Taylor Gooch slander. So. <laughs> it wasn't, he was like a guy that you were, you were anti-Gooch for, for a while, right? Yeah. And look, I mean, part of it is, is just our stuff with DFS and I was never anyone who played him and I got burned plenty of times, but he just always seemed like a douchebag. I don't know. And I, I think, uh, I think I was right. <laughs> yeah. I've kind of heard anecdotally from somebody that maybe is in a similar orbit as him that that might be the case, but nothing yeah. makes me happier than the fact that he is just completely turned into a meme at this point. Yeah, he's like the biggest heel now. I mean, I think like, people didn't expect any better from Phil or Bryson or DJ. And I guess maybe Brooks, but uh, I think people had always assumed he was going anyway. So, what do you think? Who's more unlikable right now? It's, it's still probably Brooks. I think it's Brooks just because he, he is outwardly, you know, anti media, anti fan, anti everything. It's, it's just a tired act, man especially for a guy who, who has been hurt and just not playing that well. Like when was the last time he was relevant? I don't know. Phoenix, I guess. Yeah. Kind of still, that was like Scotty Xander can't lay really down. Yeah. Brooks won last year, right? That was really the last time that I felt he was very relevant. So yeah. Who would you rather bet at St. Andrews Brooks, DJ or Louie or Bryson, I guess. Probably DJ. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I kind of like DJ at St. Andrews, to be honest with you. He's played well at Opens before, and he seems to not give a fuck and still be playing well versus the other. So, And he played the best of those guys in Portland. Like, he was in the mix, right? I mean, do they have stats from any of that no, stuff? No, they were printing, like, greens in regulation and putts per round. <laughs> People were using that last time. <laughs> yeah, I played a bunch of the live guys at uh, the U.S. Yeah. Open, and how'd that go for you? Not great. I mean, I was always going to play DJ at. It was fine until the weekend. Yeah. And I mean, if it, listen, no one has better course history than Louie at St. Andrews. <laughs> he's a tiger. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's been okay. The first live event, he sucked. And then the last one, he played well. In Europe, he played pretty well. I think that was the 
the BMW European Open. But yeah, sure, play some Louis. Why not? Yeah. All right. Well, I did about an hour on Live on my Sunday show, so I'm I'm mm, pretty yeah, much I have all to check it out. <laughs> You're not missing much. The bots came after me for some of those takes on that one, but. Yeah, let's talk about the Scottish. We got a great field, man. You are way more of a Euro guy, Tour guy than I am. So yeah. do you have much memory of betting and playing this event in the past? Yeah, so uh, this is the, the fourth year that it's been at uh, Renaissance. So I actually hit the first one, was burned. Kind of sucked the last two, but I, I did watch a lot of it last year because remember Fitz was in the playoff and right. of course I'm a big Fitz stan. Um, but right. Fitz, Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. Earned it. Yeah. We're hot two in a row. <laughs> That's right. Fitz and Xander, uh, back to back in the world rankings too, right? We're like number 10 and 11 now. Yeah. yeah I just, just sidetrack us for one second. I saw you put out that poll, man. That was too soon. Like, did you need to do that? Like just now? <laughs> Part of it was because they were back to back with the world rankings, but, um, I think it's close. Look, I think long-term Xander's probably the better player, but you know, he hasn't lived up to the potential until quite recently so we'll see yeah. how it goes i think it's fits by the way i but that's because yeah. i i probably overrate major championships like i i tend to skew on the side of how yeah. much they matter yeah i mean but i mean xander's been at an elite strokes gain level for what four years and for fits it's like a year and a half right like he Correct. was always good top 30 top 50 in the world but how fits is playing now like if he can maintain that for two or three more years yeah for sure yeah, but he's got a couple more big dick European tour wins. Yeah, he's got seven European tour wins. People don't even realize that. So, right. yeah. Um, anyway, I interrupted you. Continue on the Renaissance Club. Yeah, so great playoff last year. And I was, I'm really just watching that because of Fitz. But like anytime we can watch this kind of golf and get it early in the morning, like it's great. I'll watch anything. I'll watch Ladies European Tour if that was on, you know, any open championship coverage at two or 3 a.m. Like very happy to wake up and watch that because even though like, I think the course was playing pretty soft and not as linksy as we'll see St. Andrews. It's still fun to watch. It's like fun to watch the elements. These guys are hitting different shots. And you've seen like, even with a really, really strong field last year, you had Minwoo Lee win in a playoff right. over Fitz and Thomas Dietrich. Like Rom was close. Scotty was close. Burns was there. Xander was there, but you know, it wasn't the top guys who were winning. So. Right. Do you think we'll get elements, by the way? Because I was looking at the win just a little bit, and I think it's kind of a futile thing to do before Wednesday, but I wasn't For sure. see I wasn't seeing a ton. No, um, I didn't see much yet, but again, you know, that can change on a whim. I think they're, you know, it's 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 on the coast, so you're going to get wind one way or another. It's just a matter of how strong, what direction, and if there's any rain. Right. This is kind of more, I guess, a broader question, but mm -hmm. as somebody that that's the Euro tour more than follows it more than I do, is that weather even more variable? So like, for example, a lot of the times, like, yeah, the weather changes, but like, if you're mm -hmm. looking at weather for Boston on a Monday, there's yeah. not gonna be that much difference on Thursday. Is it Scotland? I mean, I got to imagine it's pretty fucking nuts, right? Yeah. And, and again, we don't know. I mean, you can do wind finder and things like that. It's hard to right. find the perfect place, but this is why you follow all these random British punters because they'll put stuff out there and they'll say, <laughs> you know, Hey, there's a wave edge or there's this, there's that. And it doesn't come up all that often, but there have absolutely been times where like one wave just got hammered and these guys are on top of it. So. Right. Well, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff on live. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. 
All one uh, wave, easy hole locations, no worries. Um, all right. Well, what do you kind of, is there a specific profile that you're looking mm-hmm. for? One thing that I was kind of going back and forth on this week is like the idea of do you favor really good players like mm-hmm. like a like a camp cam young or a Mito that are just like playing great right now but have really no experience or history whatsoever overseas or do you want to play more guys like fleetwood and rose mm-hmm. that have all this experience playing links golf yeah it's it's definitely a mix i mean i i definitely like the experience there's no doubt about that i definitely like the long-term form but um, we've seen guys come over here. Andrew Putnam had a top five in a Scottish Open. Ryan Palmer almost won the Scottish. Right. Luke List had a top five in the Scottish Open. So like the random Americans coming over, it does certainly happen. But now that the field's so strong, like I don't think you're going to get a Luke List top 10. You're going to get a John Rahm and a Scotty Scheffler and a Xander Shoffley top 10 most likely. Yeah. Um, but I think those mid-tier Americans are, are, are really good DraftKings plays. And again, we'll dive into the pricing a bit. But I think that's where I would get the exposure. If I am going to look at kind of mid-tier, like that 40 to 60 to 1 betting range, I'll probably just take the Europeans who I like. Right. Okay. Well, let's talk through some of the guys at the top of the board. Yeah. They have, I'm looking at DraftKings right now. I did this, this, I wrote all this down this morning, so it might've changed a little bit, but mm-hmm. currently they have Scheffler, JT, and Rom all at 12 to one. Doesn't seem like they know what to do with, with any yeah. of those three guys. And then it goes Fitzpatrick, 18, Morikawa, 20, Xander, 20, Spieth, 25, Cantlay, 25, Cam Smith, 28, Zal Torres, 28. And those are the guys below 30. Are, have yeah. you, have you made any bets down there? thus far i have not uh where'd you cut off i cut off at uh 28 which is okay. cam smith but if you want to yeah. throw some hideki and sam burns, burns and, and hideki would and be Hovland. the next. yeah yeah so for me burns and hideki are probably the two that i have the most interest in from that range now i would not fault anybody for betting zalatoris at that number i yeah. think a uh, long term 28 to 1 is profitable on him even though it hasn't been yet it will be but yeah, Burton's and Hideki are kind of where I'm looking. I don't, I think I'm just going to have one of them. If I had to lean one way, it's going to be Burns just because I, I do think putting is going to be important here. And I, I definitely trust him more on the greens, even though what we saw from Hideki final round of the US Open was the best putting we've ever seen. Yeah. You know, that like high 20s, early yeah. 30s tier that you just mentioned mm-hmm. is so strong. Like I, yep. like, I think you can make a, I've seen 33s on camp Smith. I think that's yeah. a great number. You'd even make a case for speed at 30. I mean, he's so good on lengths. Burns, obviously yep. Hideki. I'm probably a little more interested in Hideki for DraftKings purposes. Cause I guarantee he's you cheap. he'll go under own. Yeah. And he's, he's cheap. he's cheap too. What's your ROM radar though this week? Because I, I got to admit to you, like he was kind yeah. of the first guy that mm-hmm. I thought of without really doing any research on this course. I feel like this course, I don't think it's going to play a whole lot different than like Mexico, like wide open fairways, yeah. big, slow green, some wind, mm-hmm. but not crazy wind. par five scoring long iron, 16 to 20 under, by the way, Kapalua, same fucking deal. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, he obviously is. He's got a history of coming to Europe and just winning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's uh, won the Spanish Open twice, won the Irish Open, uh, won the DP World. I assume that you haven't gotten into looking back at stroke scan data from uh, last year or anything like that. 
Um, he dominated Tita Green. He was number one Tita Green. Don't right? underestimate me, man. Come on. <laughs> I, you said you hadn't really done a deep dive yet. Um, but yeah, like, and again, that's not overly surprising. He's Sean Rom. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think he is probably my favorite over JT and Scotty if, if we're, you know, kind of nitpicking those three. Would you rather bet Rom at 12 to 1 this week or 12 to 1 next week? Because I think the number is going to be the same, to be honest with you. Unless he sucks this week. Unless he sucks this week or unless like, I don't know, I guess it's just like, I guess if Scotty or JT win this week, you'll see right. Rom maybe drift out to 16. Because Rory's going to stick at like nine, right? Don't you think? Yeah. Like there were some places I still had him at 10, but yeah, I, I think eight or nine, depending on how he plays in the McManus tomorrow. I saw he played okay today. Yes. I know we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably bet Rom this week. That's what I was thinking. He just, he wins a lot of these Euro events, right? And it's not, and of course you have a major field next week. So yeah, I would take him here uh, before next week. I think Rom is way more likely to win this week than next week. I think he's dangerous at both. Well, we already know Rory's going to win next week. It's been written in stone. Uh, so so I, I completely agree with you. Do you think it's that's t- not to get us too sidetracked because Rory isn't playing this week, but is that something that we're just like willing to existence? Because I feel like he is going to be the hype train around Rory is already building to a fever pitch. Yeah. I mean, look, you can, he's played so well all year. Played so well in in all the big events, all the majors. Yeah. Um, and he's a guy, he's not going to end his career with one British Open. It's just not going to happen. I agree. And I couldn't find a better course for him than St. Andrews, I think. So, yeah. All right. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me ask you this question then. Rank these guys in terms of ownership. Scheffler, JT, Rom. So uh, the higher stakes tend to gravitate towards Rom. Yeah. I will say Rom won. Probably JT two just because of the price savings, and then Scotty Scheffler three. But I don't have a pulse. You know, JT obviously pulled out of the Travelers with a back injury. I don't have a pulse on how people are waiting that. He's obviously playing the McManus thing now, so I'm mm-hmm. sure he's fine. But I would say Rom one for sure. I agree with you. I think it will be pretty flat. I think people are warming up to Scheffler a little bit. I don't think we're mm-hmm. going to get any more nine percent at the U.S. Open. I would imagine pretty flat if I had to guess. Like I mm-hmm. could I could see all three of those guys being between like 15 and 19 because and none of them are going to be crazy by the way because yeah. I think a lot of people are going to skip all three of them and I don't think a lot of people are going to plug two of them into the same lineup either. Well, everyone's going to start with Xander, right? I mean, and it's it's tough to get it's tough to get one of them with Xander. Right. Um I guess you could do it, but I I think it's I don't think you'll see many Rom Scheffler lineups. I think you might see Rom Xander lineups, just depending on if people are comfortable with value. But I think Xander is going to be the highest on guy this week. So, did you watch the JP McManus? Because I'll be honest, I didn't know how to find it on TV. <laughs> it was on the Peacock. Um, oh, it was on the cock. Okay. No, I watched a few holes. They really, I mean, they only have very spotty coverage at best. Uh, like even the um, the European Tour app, which you know they have like video highlights for certain mm-hmm. guys, certain holes. I think they had like one tiger shot, one Rory shot, and one Hatton shot, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's technically a European Tour event. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just trying to load myself up with ammo. Just no prize money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, right. <laughs> yes, no cut. Thirty six holes, perfect for Xander, right? Um, well, so I was watching. So I was tracking on the app, and he got to like eight under after sixteen, and then the app showed a triple on seventeen. 
uh, which eventually got taken away. So, you know, you just can't, you can't trust that stuff. I'm so glad that he fucking won the travelers. Could you imagine if he goes on to win tomorrow? Could you imagine if (laughs) the quote unquote wins in the last three years are Olympic gold medal team event, JP McManus pro-am. Yeah. I think I've, oh, shadow leaderboard at the tour championship. Yeah. People are still trying to, people are still trying to dump on, on the travelers because he was gifted, but look, he birdied 18. It's fine. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Don't I? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if he's part 18, okay. We probably should have had a playoff, but he, he was awesome all week. Like he didn't make a bogey till Saturday. Right. Yeah. Like, he, he didn't. Awesome. No, he, he, he was unbelievable. I don't think you're right. Yeah. He, I think he shot like 63, 63. On yeah. Tita Green. He was just dominant. Like he deserved to win that one for sure. So are you playing him this week though? Is my question. Because- yes, absolutely. I don't, okay. I mean, he's got a good links record already and he's coming in and, really the best form we've seen like the last what six events eight events something like that he's just he's been really good so um i will play him uh, mostly because i don't care about the ownership because i can play plenty of these low owned euro guys that are going to mm-hmm. be one and two percent and feel good about it so it doesn't bother me so then i would imagine you're probably skipping fitzpatrick who i he shot 78 in the jp mcfanis <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I don't really have a good reason not to play him, but uh, it's probably not going to land there. Yeah, I think like you have Xander, you got Cantlay, who's in really good form. We talked about Matsuyama. I like Burns. Uh, you mentioned Spieth and Cam Smith. Like, I just think that's the range that I'm going to live in this week. There's one guy that we haven't mentioned that I am absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that's the guy. So that's the only reason why I haven't bet Rom yet, because if I bet Rom, then I can't bet Morikawa. And I yeah. just had, do I feel okay about betting Rom at 12 to one when there's a 25 on Colin there? Like, that's kind of what I'm struggling with right now. Yeah. It, it kind of just depends. Like I'm, I'm going the other way and I'm going to bet one guy at 30 and then five or six, you know, yeah. up to like 300 to one. So that's just, yeah, just what you want to do with your card, I guess. Morikawa, I do not think will be heavily owned. And I do not think Cantlay will either because Cantlay, People I fucking think, hate that guy. Yeah, Cantley can't yeah. boned a lot of people on Sunday. And that was like a very public sucking. <laughs> like they kept showing him on coverage. So I feel like public perception on Cantley is kind of at a low right now. Well, and he was like one of the highest owned of the week. I mean, I'm way higher right. on than Xander was, obviously. So right. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I want to ask you about Cam Smith too, because I kind mm-hmm. of have kind of had in my head that like like I was talking to um, my friend Kobe, who's, who's was just at St. Andrews and he'll be yeah. on the podcast last week. And he was talking to the, the caddy that he played at St. Andrews and and they were kind of describing like Cam Smith that the open mm-hmm. and links courses kind of in general, he hasn't had the best resume like on yeah. at opens yet, but I kind of feel like wide open fairways, some creativity. I already mentioned Kapaloo a little bit. I feel like he, we, we have to, we got to give him a little do here. So I think he's a great play in terms of ownership. I don't think anyone's going to be on him this week uh, with the names we mentioned around him. It's a course where I'm heavily weighting iron play and putting. So it should be absolutely perfect for him. A couple of concerns that I have, the putting has obviously dropped off a little bit, like the last couple of months, like we saw him obviously winning one of the players and, you know, he made everything. It's kind of gone away a little bit. And if he's not making every eight footer, 
it's going to be tough. I don't think off the team matters quite as much here. Yeah. But Certainly not accuracy. It, yeah. But that dude hits it really wild. He's not, <laughs> That's like, true. he's not missing fairways by two yards. Like he is 30, 40 yards offline sometimes, and that can get you in trouble here. Yeah. I feel like we've been too generous with these guys at the top. So give me one guy above 9K that's going to miss the cut. Big fade for you above nine that you're definitely not playing. I guess it's, I guess it's going to be Fitz. I don't know if he's going to miss okay. the cut, but I'm, I'm probably just not going to be there this week. Okay. I'll go Zalatoris. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spicy. All right. So this next tier, interesting. Great group of players, Hovland. <laughs> Sung Jay, Ryan Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sung Jay, we'll get to him. Sung Jay, Homa, yeah. Neiman, um, all these guys. So yeah. I have the one bet, I've made two bets, but the, the first bet that I made is mm-hmm. I really could not help myself with a 50 to one on Neiman. I, like, I'm not going to bet him at 40 to one at the US Open and then turn yeah. around and not bet him here at 50 to one just because he missed the cut at the Travelers. Of course. I think he has all the tools to be a really good links player. I mean, I might bet him next week too, but honestly, just I'm so high on this guy. He might be a guy and the numbers actually like he doesn't get super overvalued in my opinion. I think he's priced like pretty fairly most week. He does. He definitely like does garner ownership sometimes and does have like a bit of a bandwagon, but I just, I can't get enough of this kid. I think he's so damn good. I agree. But kind of long term, I'm 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 very pro Neiman. I want to see him do more outside of the prototypical PGA Tour course, right? Fair. Like like that's where he is. Like we talk about Xander, he's won all over the world. Uh, Neiman hasn't been great in majors, hasn't done well at the Open. He's not someone who goes to Europe or Asia and plays. So I think I just want to see more of that out of his comfort zone. And for the same price, actually a little bit of a deeper price, Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> oh man, I could okay, die on that sword one more week. So do I go back there? Cause you know, me and Fleetwood, like I've been, I've been on it for there. a while. Yeah. You think so? Okay. Yeah. So he, he lost to Aaron Rye here a couple of years ago, probably should have won. And he's been fine. Like his, his finish at the travelers was no good, but his approach game was dialed. His first two rounds were actually really good, but the approach game has been great. You you've noted many times the short game improvements this year. Yeah. Um, and he's one of the best links players out here. Like he has, uh, you know, Played well at at the Dunhill Links, one Links events. I like him a lot here. What do you think his ownership is? Because, and we could talk about Fox mm-hmm. too, because he's right here below yeah. Fox. And I I have a very difficult time getting a gauge on this range because like some of these guys like Cameron Young and Homa, they're popular every single week. But are they popular now when yeah. we go to like a Lynx course? Do, do their fans kind of stick with them there? Or do they start to pivot mm-hmm. a little bit more to the guys that they think are better in Europe? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, look, he's going to be talked up everywhere, right? Ryan Fox, people will bet him at 40 or 45, wherever they can find him. But I don't know how much that translates to clicking his name for 8,500. Like, I mean, that's a lot. People like playing Hovland in Neiman, Fleetwood, Connors, Horsch. Like, there's a lot of names there. So I would say 8% for Fox maybe this week. I think he will come in under 10. So maybe that makes him a play. I don't know. But seems like a crazy price. You know, the Euro boards, and again, like I play and I obviously watch this, but like a couple of weeks ago, Adria, like Adria now would have been a co-field, a co-favorite with Ryan Fox, like both right. like priced to 10K. He won recently. He's 200 to one in this field. Ryan Fox is 45 to one. Like 
that gap should not be there. So I think there's a lot of guys who are undervalued. And I think Ryan Fox is very overvalued right now. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of what I wanted to ask you about. Like what, mm -hmm. how do we assess what he's doing on the European tour? Cause I can look, I'm looking mm -hmm. at like the official world golf ranking page and he's literally contending every single week, but I don't really, mm -hmm. I don't really know how to evaluate that. Like what, what do you think his PGA tour comp is? Like, is he better than Corey Connors? No, he is. I'd compare him to like Cam Young on a heater, right? Like okay. Cam Young's been doing it for a full year. So Ryan Fox, he's exceptionally long off the tee, almost to the point where he can't hit driver very often because it gets inaccurate, right? He can uh, <laughs> uh, club down with irons. Love those guys. <laughs> he, yeah, he's totally fine doing that. The iron play has been so good. He just can't putt, much like a lot of these Euro guys. He just misses a lot of short putts. So I think the heater will end like he's someone who we play in majors for 6,700 and okay, he can score, but this price is just tough, tough to swallow. I think a guy that I am, where do you fall on Hovland? Because I've heard like I've, I, he's been objectively bad mm -hmm. and I've starting to hear a little bit, you know, maybe <laughs> this is kind of feels like the time to buy. He did finish 12th yeah. at St. George's last year in his first ever open championship. He's the guy that I, keep going back and forth on and could be talked in either way. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're just looking at, at ownership, sure. He just hasn't looked right this year, but again, like if you look back, it was just a few months ago where his ball striking was out of control. Like go back and look at like the players and uh, Bay Hill and things like that. Even the PGA championship ball striking was fine. So I don't know. Um, it's definitely a buy low spot. I, I would much rather be early on, on Hovland than late because when you're late, he's 9,600 and he's 28% off. So I think he, my issue with him, and maybe this doesn't come into play this week as much because I don't think that this is going to play like a real windy, creative thinking man's lengths course. I think they're not going to get as many elements and this is yeah. kind of like a faux lengths. He makes like he makes dumb. I think he's. I think he's like. A, I think he's a dumb golfer. I'm not saying I think he's a dumb person. I think he's a dumb golfer sometimes in the decisions that he makes. And that well, it's funny because he. I think the opposite is what he tries to be. Right. <laughs> he studies the numbers. He plays the percentages. I assume he's working with um, a Molinari, who's now a coach, kind of player slash coach, and does a lot of that kind of plotting the stats and uh, kind of where you should hit it, where you should lay up, things like that. And that's what Hovland does. So I don't know. It's interesting. Anyone else in this range, either kind of like the 30 to 60 in the betting market or the 8,000s in DraftKings that you want to mention that we, we didn't touch on? Homa, maybe? I like Homa uh, a little bit. I think he would be the one. Um, He's the cheapest of them and probably the most consistent. Yeah, but again, like I would rather drop down and play Haddon. Hell, I'd play Justin Rose for the same price. Yeah, but like I like Hatton, Justin Rose. Like like Rose and Hatton being cheaper in a Scottish Open, I just feel more comfortable with that, you know? Why hasn't Rose gone to Lev? Doesn't he seem like the most obvious Lev guy? Yeah, good question. Maybe just letting all these other guys take the fall and then he's going to swoop in for an early Ryder Cup absence. I don't right. know. He he makes a lot more off the course than these guys, right? He that's he, a good point. He whores himself out. He's got kind of other things that he does, like he runs. Um, I don't know if it's a junior tour or a ladies tour over in England, like the Justin Rose series. Oh, so wow. he does stuff that. like that. He might be a better person than we think he is. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, come next year, like I would expect him to be there. I would expect Stenson to be there. It's just a matter of what happens with the Ryder Cup. So you mentioned Hatton. I bet yeah. Hatton at eighty to one. I thought that Great was. Bet. 
I thought that was high on Hatton. And I know he's been terrible, but I don't know. I mean, he's a much better player here than he is in the States. So, right, like, right. It, that's the, isn't, he's had a, one of his, uh, another one of his Euro was a Wenks, right? He has, yeah, yeah. He, so he's obviously won their uh, flagship event, but he's won the Dunhill Links twice. Yeah, great Links player. And he played well today. Not that that matters in that that pro-am, but at least he was competent today. I think he shot like three under, four under or something like that. So yeah, be early on him for sure. Right. 14th and 18th in the last two years here too. You know, yeah. now we get into this like, like guys like Keegan and Mito yeah. and Harold Varner. Like how do you kind of assess their chances? Because they look the numbers on them look yeah. quite good to me, but I also think, you know, I have some questions about their ability to perform overseas. Yeah. My only concern again is, is for, for this kind of event, I think short game and putting specifically matters a lot more than we're used to. Uh, these are very big greens, not a surface that these guys put more than once or twice a year, obviously. And they're very slow, right? Yeah. Like these are slow greens. You have to adjust to them. And like, I don't know. I don't trust Keegan Bradley, Harold Varner, Keith Mitchell to adjust to these greens very well. Uh, Mito, maybe. Like obviously, he's played internationally a lot more than these other guys, so maybe I I would favor him. But again, like give me Mark Leishman or give me Bob McIntyre. I just would rather play those guys. You know, Norin, anyone like that. I have Keegan as fourth in three putt avoidance over like a mm -hmm. one year sample size, that has to be a mistake. He's been better this year. He went to, um, I saw as of like a month or two ago, at least he's back to a regular putter, just putting left hand low, no arm lock. So I don't know. Maybe do he's found something. So do you think maybe that because, mm -hmm. cause I was thinking about like, so links courses. So mm -hmm. I feel like on links courses, you really don't have to chip at all. It's going to be mostly lag putting, right? So do you think, are you still looking at around the green stuff or, or cause, cause for me, I was thinking more like, okay, a lot of these guys aren't actually going to be mm -hmm. chipping that much, which is maybe kind of why I was thinking more Hovland too. No, no, no. I, I think you're accurate there. Um, I would, you know, I would never, I would never shy away from a good short game, but I do yeah. think iron plays number one and putting is number two this week. Yeah. You mentioned Norin. I love Norin. Um, what was yeah. the week that we played? Norin was it PGA or US Open that he was like a popular? I know both of us played him at one of them. I can't remember which. Play bad example because I always play him. Uh, PGA <laughs> probably was the miscut. He obviously miscut of the US Open, but I don't remember playing him there. So yeah, probably Southern Hills. He was playing really well all year though. Like he was yeah. consistent, lots of top twenties, a couple top tens, and I think this course makes sense for him. You know, he's got a great short game. He doesn't drive it that well or that accurate, but I don't think that matters here. But yeah, I would much rather play him and McIntyre over kind of the American guys here. I like Norn a lot because I think I feel like he's the type of guy that if we don't get a ton of wind and you have to shoot 20 under, I think he can do that. Mm -hmm. And if there is a lot of wind, I think that doesn't hurt him either. I don't think you're going to find too many guys down here with four top 20s in the open. That's correct. And again, uh, like you said, played well at a, a hard golf course like PJ National. He was fifth this year and he's played well right. there before. So, right. Well, I'm just going to put out an APB on our boy Gary, too. Did you see his ball striking stats from the US Open? I was with you when I said, like, I didn't even know he was in contention. I guess he wasn't. And then 
there he is, tied for 10th. Uh, every time they showed him, only a couple times, he was missing four or five footers. So. Yeah, so he gained 4.8 off the tee and 2.6 on approach and 2.9 around the green and was a neutral putter. Like He hit the ball well enough at the U.S. Open to contend. Mm-hmm. And I actually think, in theory, he should be the type of player that should be really good on a Lynx course. I just, it hasn't really materialized for him yet. He, yeah, he can club down. He hits the ball low. I just don't trust his short game. Like that's, I think that's what it comes down to. But yeah, I would have him over those Americans who are kind of the Keegan, Varner, you know, Harmon range. I would rather play Woodland. I mean, not to throw a bad name out there, but Matt Kuchar. Oh, man. This is like, I mean, this is why Matt Kuchar still exists, right? He has played surprisingly well this year, although it's been mostly putting, but he's a great links player. And you want a guy who can hit wedges and irons and can put the shit out of it. Like I would take some chance. If I was making 150 teams, I would have a little bit of Matt Kuchar. I'll say that. Who, who do you think, like, do you think any overwhelming chalk emerges in this like mid sevens? Cause I could not tell you, like I could, I could see yeah. this going in a million directions. So, um, I do think Mito will still be popular. Right. Um, Agreed. And even with the miscut, you know, it was kind of just at Travelers, a horrendous start. He was like plus six through 12 holes or whatever it was. Then he came all the way back. Uh, I think Mito will still get ownership because uh, anybody who is modeling long-term will have him. I think Aaron Rye is going to be chalk. People have kind of been playing him the last few weeks and, you know, he was top 10 at the Irish Open last week and he's won this event on this golf course. So, if anybody kind of in the low sevens gets popular, I think it's Aaron Rye. I'm going to give you a really good one here. This is, I almost don't want to give this one away, but let me, let me ask you about a guy. Tell me if you can tell me who I'm thinking of. Bombs it off the tee. Really, really good lag putter. Has won before on a Tom Doak course and will maybe be 3% owned. He walked off the course in his last start. Yeah, I was going to say, it sound, sounds like Kokrak. Uh, I don't know if his mind's in it or not, but could be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I have no idea what was going on there. He's another guy where it's like, dude, yeah. I thought you were supposed to get a live, but I have to presume that as long as these guys are here, they're here yeah. and they're motivated to play. Yeah, both, yeah, both him and Vegas are, are sponsored by the Saudis, so you would think they would go. So I have to do one sell job here on, on my Euro guy, Jordan okay. Smith. I don't know if you've ever been sucked into Jordan Smith. I think we got Kirshner this week. I think he's betting him too. I watched him hit a, did he have like a highlight of a three wood that just stopped to two yeah, feet? Yeah, he stopped to a three wood. That's what Jordan yeah. Smith does. Lots of eagles, lots of birdies, lots of bogeys and doubles. But Smith, so uh, he is the Luke List, Keegan Bradley of the European tour. There's a lot of them, but he's like okay. the best. He uh, basically, so I do think he's number one on tour and shows gain off the tee. He's a top 10 iron player there. Pretty good around the green, like number one in birdies, number one in greens and regulation, just absolutely cannot putt. He's won once in 2017 and I've pretty much bet him every week, including that week. So, you know, we're kind of way negative, but he's essentially in the top 10 every single week. Um, and again, last week at the Irish Open, he was number one strokes gain tee to green. He's pretty much like 20 to 25 to one every week. He's one thirty to one because of this field. Uh, and down here, he's going to be 2% owned at 7,300. Play some Jordan Smith. He's awesome. He's also tilting, but you got to play him. Is he better than Dietrich? Because I've always liked oh, yeah. Dietrich. Yeah. So I mean, Dietrich, I guess long-term, hopefully Dietrich 
is better, uh, but he's been struggling for the last year or so. So yeah, he is better than Dietrich. And you'd rather play him than Min, Min Wu? Yes, for sure. Well, can we go back to list for a second though? Because yeah. like I, I, I'm too lazy to do this research. Maybe it's a good question for Justin Ray, but yeah, you know, in his last start at the Travelers, mm-hmm. he had the absolute best tee to green week of his entire career, but he yep. paired it with the absolute worst putting week of his entire career. He's had a pretty long career. I'll be shocked if that's ever happened before where somebody has literally their best tee to green week of their entire career. Yeah. And you pair it with your worst putting week of your entire career. And he finished, 19th, which I guess is what yeah. you would expect somebody to well, finish who does that. So I would not be surprised. Again, it was only a couple rounds, but what about Fitz at Memorial? It may have been the same thing. That's a good point. Rom has had a couple close ones where I don't know if it was his worst putting performance of his career, but yeah. he's had a couple like plus 10, 11, T to Greens, mm-hmm. minus four or five putting. No, I think List is, he's a fine play. He's obviously played well in the Scottish open, not at this course, but you know, it shows something that he actually came over here once before and played in it and all of that. And it's hard to compare Luke list now to where he was four years ago. Like he's just so much better now. So I don't really have, okay. I have one like guy way down here that I want to ask you about, but like, I don't have anyone in the high sixes at all. Like Mm -hmm. I can't, is, are you, is there anyone you veer in a little bit maybe, or he's seven, I guess. I love Veerman. Uh, I would probably play him this week. So I'll start with with chalk. Uh, Victor Perez, sixty nine hundred, will yeah. be chalk. He won a couple of weeks ago. People have 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 seen him before and played him before, but he's just been one of the best players over in Europe this year. So I do think he's going to be very very popular. I mean, depending on what happens tomorrow, Fowler. Wow, bogey free five under today. He's down at a price tag where like you don't really need an excuse to play. You can play anybody for 6900 right? He's played the Scottish Open very well before. So that would be an interesting one to watch. So uh, I don't know if I have interest in him, but I, I think people will play him for sure. Yeah, I'm saving for Telly for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my boy at the Open Championship. It seems like, like I'm looking at very, very, very early ownership here, but mm-hmm. it seems like Lipsky and Kitayama are two names that at least people know. I think Neesmith's like good. I, I think Neesmith yeah. is going to like stick around. I think he'll have a long career on the PGA Tour. Yeah, I do too. Just don't know how that translates here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. I think, again, like just going back to Euro guys and link specialists, like I would rather play Patrick Harrington at 51 years old for 6,700. Wow. Uh, he's playing really well. Played well last week in Europe. He just won a major on the Champions Tour. And then, and then Olison at 6,800, he won a few weeks ago, won the British masters. Um, also a guy who has won the Dunhill links, mm. also a very good putter and a good par five scorer. So like, yeah, he could shoot 82, but he's won recently good on par fives, good links player, good putter. He's 6,800. Like you don't really need an excuse to play a guy at that price. So, well, I'm going to give you the this is the best play on the board, in my opinion. <laughs> this guy, oh man, I, I don't even think I should give him away. But Jorge Campillo, 6,500. This yeah, guy, yeah. yeah, so this guy. He puts the shit out of it. He, well, he did some other stuff too last week. Yeah. He's played six times this year, four top 25s, 15th Sudal Open, 21st Dutch Open, 15th BMW International Open. The list goes on. Here's the big one. Seventh Irish Open last week. It gets better. 
four strokes off the tee, 3.4 on approach. He's flushing it. He's playing yeah. really well. He's 6,500, 350 yeah. to one. Yeah, totally. Good, a uh, good links player too. He's done well. I don't know if it was an Irish or a Scottish open, but he's done well. Um, I believe it was the year, maybe it was the year Russell Knox won over Fox in a playoff, but I think he was there. But yeah, it definitely makes sense. A couple other Euro guys. So I'm a huge Antoine Rosner fan. Uh, he's at 6,600. He came off the challenge tour, not last year, but the year before. He's already won twice on the European tour, just an awesome ball striker. And again, he was in the top 20, source game tee to green. I think he finished like 12th or 15th last week. He's really, really good. He beat Bryson at the match play a couple of years, uh, maybe right. last year. I remember that. Yeah. And then I'll give you one just very, very deep name uh, Brandon Stone. So Stone, Stone's been around for a long time, won a lot in South Africa. Really, really good links player as well. Uh, he won this event, not at this golf course, uh, but in 2018, played well at the Dunhill Links. Uh, his last three on the European tour have been 5th, 15th, 45th. Uh, those first two were actually really, really good tee to green efforts. Uh, and he's like 350 to one. So I bet that for 6,500, I will play it. Um, I think he makes the cut possible top 10, top 20 guy. Okay. You actually start going down here. It's kind of better than like, don't you feel like Callum Tarum is underpriced at 6,300? Super underpriced. Yes. He was in my first build. I was like, why is this guy here? Like 6,300. Yeah. Like I could play Xander Burns and JT if I play Callum Terrence. <laughs> I'm so surprised. He finished like third at the John Deere last week and he was like in the mix at the US Open through Friday. I think, yeah, I think it's it's a very, very bad price. Uh, Danny Willett is down here at 6,500. Like I know that he right. hasn't been great, but he he just won the Dunhill Links last year. Like, you know, he's won the British Masters. Like really, really good player for 6,500. And then, but yeah, like I don't think there's any difference between like the guys at 63, 64, 65, there's no difference between them and the guys at 68, 69, 70. I like, think there's no difference. Didn't Guido pop his head out even a little bit too at the US yeah. Open? <laughs> so, and then in his last event, he shot a second round 84. So who knows that's where fun. he's at right now? Um, yeah. But yeah, that stuff does happen. But yeah, like I think, I mean, I like Sean Crocker down here. Uh, there's a Hogard twin down here. Aren't they supposed to be like the future of European golf? Like, can we get a state of the union on the hose guard twins? Like, they, I feel like they kind of suck, actually. There are so they're very boom. Like, both of them have have multiple wins already. So, like, they're doing that part. But uh, yeah, so they're like Cameron Champ, is what you're saying? Yes, basically, they're basically <laughs> Cameron Champ. Both of them, they're two Cameron Champs. Yeah, I. Uh, what happened to Jazz too? Remember when Jazz was like in the mix at Beth Page at Brooks here? He's at sixty one hundred. Yeah. Well, and and I'll tell you. Probably an even worse fall from grace here. 6,400, Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Yeah. This guy made Ryder Cup teams. Like he was a. Uh, he's probably going to be. Top. He's probably going to be back on Ryder Cup's teams right? the way this thing Like he trending. was borderline. <laughs> he probably got close to top 20 in the world, but yeah, he is just gone off the map. I don't have anyone else. Anyone, anyone if else you, you want to throw out? If you just need one name, uh, Flat Min. You have uh, Thriston Lawrence. Uh, he's a guy from South Africa. Yeah, has just been awesome this year, making a ton of cuts uh, with some upside. Won an event down in South Africa. I think it was the Joburg Open. So it's a you know a European Tour co-sanctioned with the Sunshine Tour. But he's just good all around, um, and he's the stone minimum. So, who, all right, who wins? 
I, I mean, hard to pick against Xander at this point, but um, I'll just say my shortest bet is probably going to be Sam Burns. So I guess I'll go with Sam Burns. Okay, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Neiman. I'm That's playing. Good. I think I'm playing golf with Saul Goodman on Saturday. <laughs> I, I have, I have had the pleasure. I don't I think that's his pleasure. name. I'm going to say, but like, what Not should I name. be? Is there anything I should prepare myself for? He is the opposite of what you would expect. I'll say that. He I is, uh, uh, quiet, I almost like quiet, down to earth and pretty normal family guy. Yeah, I almost like don't want to know. Like <laughs> I was, <laughs> we added him to this group chat with me and Kirshner and I just put him in my phone as Saul Goodman. Cause I'm going to wait. He's I'm not going to my ask. phone as Saul Goodman. <laughs> yeah, I'm just um, he, uh, yeah, he's got some hybrids. He hits this, this low tight draw, not long, but straight, pretty good putter. So yeah, he could probably shoot 85, you know, well, I had fit in nicely with that group. I had no idea that he was, yeah, he'll split the difference. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea that he was a New York guy. So he must've mm-hmm. Came down to Florida or you came up here? He was down in Florida. He does um, uh, baseball. He runs like a, a youth baseball, like a travel program. So he was down here doing some of that because uh, spring training is here in South Florida. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know what you did with Kirshner, but he fucking, <laughs> we played a match last weekend and he was, I've never seen somebody putt higher than what I would presume is their baseline. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for him, all I did was help him with the alignment, and I guess that's I guess that's enough. You know, for like I used to give lessons. Ninety nine percent of the time, you work on grip, posture, and alignment. You don't even have to touch the fucking swing. There's nothing you need to do. Right. Just fix the grip, fix the posture, fix the alignment, and they're going to shave a bunch of strokes off without you even doing anything. Right? How's yeah. the so? How is it in Florida down there this time of year to play? It gets super like baked out, huh? Well, so they have to punch the greens, right? So I, yeah. I played last weekend with my dad. It's exactly what happened. Um, probably had 40 putts, <laughs> but you just deal with it. Um, but yeah, that's how they keep the stuff alive, you know, because there's no soil here. It's just sand. It's just no. baked out sand. Uh, they punch them. Probably by the end of August, things are back to normal. But hey, that's that's the price you pay for getting to play 12 months a year. Yeah, I used to go to Ledbetter every single year for mm. from from ages like eight to fifteen in the middle of the summer, and it was a fucking bloodbath. Uh, down at uh, Champions Gate, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarasota, Sarasota. Area. Oh, that was got it. Yeah, Braden. Yeah, exactly. Bradenton. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the whole IMG. I went to the big IMG ones that they had there. Yeah, so they had Bolitary. The tennis so I went to the too. tennis one, by the way. I was a lot better. With, yeah, when I was younger, I went to the voluntary for tennis because I was better at that than golf, and 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 then I switched. So good times. All right, yeah. buddy. Anything else? Anything else you got going on? No. Uh, looking forward to this week. Hopefully, we get a. Uh, well, I guess hopefully next week we get a a Rom Scheffler battle. Um, <laughs> because yeah, I mean those two guys really haven't been there at the same time. Like at the U.S. Open, they were, but Rom, you know, he left pretty quickly. Well, I mean, he kicked his ass in the Ryder Cup. I don't really know how you can go more head to head than that. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think that'll be a fun one to watch. Those two. What do you are you guys doing Golflandia this week? Probably, yeah, Matt. So Matt's in Lexington for the Barbasol. That's, That's right. Lives, he's, so. he's the king of Barbasol. DMs so, are closed. <laughs> yeah, so he's pretty involved there. So it just depends what he wants to do because he sometimes gets caddies on instead for this week. So we'll see. We'll right. But, I, th- but, I saw uh, him we'll place there. a hefty wager on Brandon Hagee. Is that something I should tell? He seems very confident in Brandon. We Hagee. all, so we all have our problems. Mine is Jordan Smith. His is Brandon Hagee. 
Saul's right now is Will Zalatoris, but it's kind of for everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brendan Hagee is just one of the guys that he likes to bet at these, these opposite field events. All right, Ryan Baroff. It was good to see you, my friend. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon, bud. All right. That is it for the podcast. Special thanks to Baroff. Special thanks to rickrungood.com. Next week on the podcast, Open Championship Week, solo podcast on Sunday, batting picks with Dave Tyndall. Got to have a bloke on for the Open. Uh, that'll be out on Monday. And the heavily, heavily requested, we think, we might be making that up, return of Kobe to talk, high flyers, long-term cap situation, and our upcoming trip to Bandon. Just kidding. We'll talk some DFS too. But I'm a very, very, very excited for that week. Probably my favorite major of the year. Kobe was just there in Scotland. Um, fun, fun times. All right. Happy 4th of July. Best of luck with your bets. And we'll see you next time. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where my world still runs crack And the ditch and the back roads stop Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.